Namaste Sharashate Deve Gauravani Prachare Nirvishesha Shunnavadi
ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಂಗ್ that sends a very bad message across that i am boring you so much that you don't feel like coming to the class huh? what is that do you mean from tomorrow is stop serving You see, what is the most clear indication of advancement in spiritual life? Uh, this is the way we judge our progress, spiritual progress. Uh, the interest in hearing Krishna Katha. 
to lose interest to hear Krishna Katha is a very bad sign. Like the purpose of coming to the seminar, as I mentioned many times before, is that so that we can create the opportunity to associate. Now if we come here and don't take advantage, then what's the point in having these seminars or retreats? Like we are creating an opportunity, but if you don't want to take advantage, then what should be the natural feeling? The natural feeling, you know, what will be? Why am I wasting my time? So, did you come here just to sleep or do things that are not really pertaining to the purpose. Anyway, those of you who are present here, I wanted to convey that message to you. So, <clears throat> we are here to, at least this session is about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's discussing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his pastimes. The pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are very different from ordinary activities. For example, Krishna is playing with his friends, but while playing casually, Playfully, he is killing the demons that were causing so much distress to this world. They are creating so much distress. So much distress that even the demigods were afraid of them. Demigods couldn't deal with them. You remember? Huh? The reason for Brahma approaching Kshiradakshai Vishnu? Because the demigods were cre and the demons were creating so much distress to the earth planet, to Mother Earth. And they did not, they were not in a position to deal with that. They could, even Brahma couldn't deal with that, deal with them. But Krishna came and playfully he just is killing the demons. The demons that were practically invincible. Playfully he is lifting Govardhan Hill. Just a hill he is lifting with his left hand. That also is holding on to it, holding it on top of his little finger. Now the thing is, I mean, is it something very difficult for Krishna to do? Krishna to enact? No, I mean Krishna without even touching, just by his will. Not even by his will, by his arrangement of his external energy, he makes innumerable universes floating in the space. So for that personality was the big deal to lift Govardhan Hill. So similarly when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, he also had the same purpose. Through his pastimes, he 
displayed who he was, although he was not uh, revealing his identity. He didn't want to reveal his identity. But he was playing his pastimes and in such wonderful way he actually established the purpose that he came to accomplish. He came as a devotee to show that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. To make everybody understand uh, that Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, it is through Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only that we got to know the specialty of Krishna in Vrindavan. Madhuro Vrinda Vipino Madhuri Probesho Chaturi Shar Borojo Juboti Bhavero Bhakuti Shakuti Hoitoka Jodi Gaura Nahuito Kamone Hoito Kamone Hoito If Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't come, then how would I have recognized who Krishna is? How would I have recognized Krishna? How do I have understood, how could I have understood the uniqueness of Krishna's dealing with the gopis of Vrindavan, the profundity of their relationship. All this had been possible because of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We have to remember here, before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, people, even the Vaishnavas, could not recognize Krishna as the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. They thought this Krishna is an incarnation of Kshiruvaksha and Vishnu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and he played like an ordinary Brahmana boy. But through his pastimes, he, re he revealed his identity. Like, uh, as a little boy, uh, when he was a little boy, practically crawling, just started to crawl. One day, a huge snake came into the courtyard and he just went, ran and caught the snake and started to play with the snake. The snake coiled itself around Mahaprabhu's body and he was, he practically held his hood over Mahaprabhu's head. Sachimata, can you imagine the mother comes out of the house and sees her son in that condition. She screamed and almost fainted. And everyone came out running and saw that, saw what happened. Like this little boy in the coil of the snake. Now look, see the dangerous situation that if anybody approached him, then they were running the risk that the snake would bite him. 
pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's a little boy. One Brahmana came to the house of Jagannath Mishra, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's father. Actually, it is a custom in, it used to be the custom in India. The, the pilgrims, the Brahmanas used to go from place to place, place of pilgrimage to place of pilgrimage. And this is how they would just keep traveling. So they are called Toithik Brahmana. The Brahmanas who wander from a place of pilgrimage to another place of pilgrimage. So then, <clears throat> and they didn't have any homes and hearth, they didn't have any residence, they would just go from place to place. And the other Brahmanas would invite them, the householder Brahmanas, when they would see them, they would invite them to their house. And so one such Brahmana was invited in Jagannath Mishra's house. Jagannath Mishra saw him, invited him. And generally these Brahmanas, they were so strict that they wouldn't even eat the food cooked by other Brahmanas. They would cook themselves. And then they would offer to their deities or Shaligram. They would carry their Shaligram with them. As many Brahmanas in ISKCON also do nowadays. <laughs> so, this Brahmana sort of cooked a prashad, a bhoga. And when he was offering to his Shaligram, Bal Gopal, his deity of Bal Gopal actually, not Shaligram, his Bal Gopal deity. And he was making the offering with closed eyes. And then he, as he opened his eyes, he found that little Nimai is eating that food. So he became very shocked to see that. So he screamed, look, this child had spoiled my offering. And everyone came running. Jagannath Mishra was about to beat Nimai for this uh, horrendous act. 
<laughs> and but then uh, this Brahman actually pacified him. He said, "Look, it's a little boy. He doesn't know what to do. So, by chastising him, what will you gain? So let him be." So Jagannath Mishra appealed to him, "Please cook again and make your offering." He said, "Look, I am used to fasting. Uh, like." You know, sometimes we don't get anything for days together when I'm traveling. So today probably the Lord doesn't want me to eat. But Jagannath Mishra appealed to him along with Sachimata. And so the Brahmana finally agreed to cook. He cooked and when he was making the offering, then again Nimai came and started to eat his food. So he again screamed, look, again this child has spoiled my offering. Jagannath Mishra came furious. He is really going to beat Nimai this time. But again the Brahmana appealed that please don't do that. It's, it's a child. And then Jagannath Mishra appealed to him, please cook something again. But the Brahmana uh, this time he didn't want to. He said, it's fine. Twice I cook, twice it's spoiled, been spoiled. So, it's a clear indication that the Lord doesn't want me to eat tonight. He wants me to fast. So at that time, Vishwarup came. He used to spend a lot of time with Advaita Acharya and with the Brahmanas in his house, whose house was not really that far from Jagannath Mishra's house. And it was quite late and Vishwarup came home and then Vishwarup, hearing about what happened, started to uh, plead to the Brahmana, please, please eat something, please make another offering. Now seeing, seeing Vishwarup, the Brahmana became very, very uh, pleased. I mean, his heart was melting seeing his beauty, seeing his wonderful personality. And due to his appeal, the Brahmana again agreed to cook. And this time Jagannath Mishra didn't want to take any chance. He took Nimai to Chandrasekhar Acharya's house, his brother-in-law, and not only that, he locked him up inside the house. And uh, he, he locked up the door and he was standing and sitting at the door uh, with a stick in his hand. He doesn't want to, he didn't want to take any chance with this naughty little boy. So it was quite late, though everyone fell asleep. Now, even Jagannath Mishra with a stick in his hand fell asleep. <laughs> and the ladies in the house were, uh, were uh, teasing Nimai. So they were telling Nimai, you just took the offerings, the cooking of some unknown Brahmana. Who knows you know, what category of Brahmana he belongs to? Maybe you lost your jati 
meaning you lost your caste because the Brahminical society used to be so strict those days that if anybody had anything to deal with a Brahmin of a lower caste, his situation was affected by that. Not only the one from a lower caste as such, but even the Brahmanas had that kind of consideration the among, among the Brahman category. They had higher class Brahmin, lower class Brahmin, and so forth. Uh, so, <clears throat> so they were saying that you ate the food of this Brahman, who knows what's his caste? Maybe you lost your caste. <laughs> then Nimai's response was, does a coward man, does a Vaishya lose his caste when he eats the offering of a Brahman? <laughs> Nobody could understand what he actually meant. <laughs> that if a cowherd man eats the food of a brahmana, cooked by a brahmana, does he lose his caste? They could understand. And anyway, so uh, they, they teased Nimai for a while like that. And then they also fall, fell asleep. So it was already quite late. The brahmana cooked his food. And he is making the offering. Everyone is fast asleep. Everyone is completely silent. And no one around. But then he opens his eyes. And what did he see? This little boy is eating the offering. So he screamed again. Then Nimai told him, What kind of person you are? You asked me to come and eat, and when I come and eat, you scream <laughs> that he spoiled my food, he spoiled my food. <laughs> so, so then Nimai showed, this Brahmana saw, that his worshipable Bal Gopal is standing in front of him with the food that was cooked by him in his hand. And then <clears throat> Nimai told him, look, I showed you my form, but don't tell about this to anybody. Don't tell anyone who I am. Out of my causeless mercy upon you, I have revealed my identity to you, but don't speak to anyone about that. But something strange happened to the Brahmana. From then on onwards, although he used to just travel from place to place, he was a wandering mendicant. He used to travel from place to place, but he stopped going to the other places of pilgrimage. He just settled down there. And every morning he used to come, have darshan of this little boy, Nimai, and that's how he used to spend his day. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki. So we thought we'll just take turn, like uh, 20 minute slots. Now Ravindra Sarupraku will take 20 minutes. And this way we go. Maybe the next slots will be 10 minutes. Anyway, we'll see. Lately I've been, uh, this is a new edition of Folio has got uh, 
the Chaitanya um, Bhagavad in it. So I haven't been very familiar with that until I started reading it. Really interesting. Yeah. So. And, and, and very different from Chaitanya Charitamrita was very philosophical. And this is more pastimes. Just pastimes. And of course, Krishna Samarad says the things that have already been described, I am just passing over lightly. So one thing I discovered was this the story about Shanghai um, and is in the in the in the in the uh, Chaitanya Bhagavad, there's three very big chapters. There's a lot of things in there that, 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 that don't show up in there. So I was going to read some of this. One tells about their deliverance, one whole chapter, very long chapter, about about, about how Nichinab and Haridas Thakur went and, and, and delivered them. Uh, and their deliverance, uh, when they're free from all sins, they have darshana, they understand who Mahaprabhu is, all these things, what do you know? In the next chapter, it's called Yamaraja Sankirtan. This is down in, in Yamaraja's Bhutanic kingdom, <laughs> where they're all having a, you know, a whole survey of you know, the, the records of their sins and how big they are and how they're being destroyed and everything is like so there's a whole kind of repercussions down there in, in, in the apparatus. And then the, 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 the next chapter in, involves uh, uh, the, the uh, af aftermath. That's what I would, thought I would look at is, is that uh, the, uh, the remorse after, after they have been uh, saved and delivered and freed of all sins when they are all having kirtan at the end Mahaprabhu's golden body turned completely black uh, showing that all their sins had come been removed by him and taken on himself and so they were completely delivered so I'm just going to go to this uh, chapter uh, uh, 15 here solitary place and chant 200,000 names of Krishna, two lakhs of names. One lakh of names is a way of referring to 64 rounds. So they, they would <laughs> 128 rounds a day. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. So they did it. Uh, whereas Hardas Thakur did three lakhs. <laughs> they only did two. <laughs> they continually condemn themselves. Now they've been saved, they've been delivered, they've been forgiven, they've been reconciled. But they continually condemn themselves and cry as they constantly chanted the name of Krishna. Having achieved a taste of Krishna's boundless mercy, 
they saw the entire world as intimately related to Krishna. So that's their, their vision now. They don't see the material world as Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's commentaries in here translated. They don't see the material world as unfavorable. Uh, so they, uh, and he says, they're on the awakening of the mellows of Krishna consciousness. All material activities become surcharged with God consciousness. Then rather than considering material objects as source of enjoyment, one considers them worshipable, for they are meant for satisfying the senses of Krishna. So this is, which is of course truth. So you see the world the way it really is in connection with Krishna. Hint, uh, Bhaktisiddhanta says, harmony is inevitable when everything is considered enjoyable to Krishna. So this is their vision. Nevertheless, they cried and fell to the ground unconscious as they remembered the violence that they had previously committed. Remembering the Lord, they repeatedly cried and exclaimed, O Lord Chandra, O dear deliverer of the fallen souls. Due to love of Krishna, they forgot to eat, and they would cry as they remembered the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. Vishwamara and his associates continually solaced and showed mercy on the two. Even though the Lord personally came and fed them, they were not peaceful at heart. Particularly the Brahmana Madhai cried repeatedly as he remembered how he had attacked Nichananda. Even though Nichananda forgave all his offenses, Madhai's heart was not he would condemn himself by repeatedly saying, I made the body of Nityananda bleed. I am so sinful that I hit the body in which Lord Chaitanya enjoys his pastimes. Madhai practically lost consciousness while remembering this. He cried day, day and night and could not think of anything else. So this is a contrast with people who think, okay, now I'm forgiven. Oh, cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Glad that's over with. <laughs> so this, this is how, how day and night, Lord Nityananda happily wandered about Nadia in the mood of a child. He's always like that. He just has this feeling of it. Lord Nityananda was by nature full of ecstasy and free of pride as he wandered throughout the city. Seeing Nityananda in a solitary place one day, Madhai fell down and grabbed his lotus feet. He washed the Lord's feet with tears of love. Taking a straw between his teeth, he began to offer prayers to the Lord. O Lord, you maintain everything in your form of Vishnu. You hold innumerable universes on your hoods. O Lord, you are the embodiment of pure devotional service. Parati and Shankara meditate on you. You distribute your devotional service. There is no one more dear to Lord Chaitanya than you. By your mercy, the powerful Garuda happily carries Krishna in his pastimes. You sing the glories of Krishna with innumerable mouths and you teach everyone devotional service to the religious system. Our Muni sings your glories, for your only asset is Lord Chaitanya. 
You are known as the chastiser of Palindi by serving you, Janaka achieved transcendental knowledge. You are the primeval Lord and the personification of all religious principles. You are addressed by the Vedas as Adi Deva. You are the father of the universe and the master of mystic yoga. You are Lakshman, the great archer. You are the destroyer of the atheist, the enjoyer of transcendental metal, metals, and the teacher by example. You know all of Lord Chaitanya's pastimes. Maha Maya becomes worshipable by serving you. Innumerable universes desire the shelter of your lotus feet. And he goes on for some time like this, uh, uh, glorifying uh, Lord Nityananda. So to just give you a flavor of that. Uh, uh, and then he comes to this point. Krishna enjoys sleeping on your extremely soft and pleasing form. I attack such a transcendental body, so there is no one more sinful than me. And then he goes on uh, again, glorifying him. And then he says, unlimited universes meditate on this form, yet I am so sinful that I attack this form. Uh, uh, and so in this way, uh, after going on and on more and more about the glories of the Lord's form, uh, Jarasandha was destroyed because he attacked this form. How can I have any auspiciousness after attacking this form? What uh, to speak of attacking this form simply by insulting it. Rukmi, the brother of Krishna's wife, lost his life. Even though Romaharshana Sutra received the duration of life as long as that of Lord Brahma, he was burned ashes because he did not rise upon seeing you. <laughs> so like this. Uh, by insulting you, one's life is finished, so where will a most sinful person like me go? And then it says, while offering prayers in this way, Matai floated in an ocean of love. I mean, it, 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 very interesting, like, very highly elevated states of Krishna consciousness. What would look, from our point of view, as being a kind of suffering or a terrible thing is, is actually not bad, when there's actually love of God. Uh, so his, his remorse was his expression of, 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 of love. So he says this, one will never be destroyed if you take shelter of this lotus feet. He says he fell down and took the Lord's feet to his chest. He said one will never be destroyed if you take shelter of those lotus feet which manifest to deliver the fallen souls. Dear Lord, please deliver this surrendered soul. You are you sin surrendered soul, you are Mahana's life, wealth, and soul. All glories to the son of Padmavati, all glories to Nityananda, the wealth of the Vaishnavas. I am the most sinful Chandala, like an ungrateful ass or cow, or oh Lord, please excuse all my offenses. I've cut out a lot. After hearing Madai's sincere prayer of prayers of love, Lord Nityananda smiled and spoke as follows. Get up, Madai. You are my servant. 
I have now manifested in your body. Does a father feel unhappy if his little child hits him? I accept your hitting my body in the same way. Anyone who hears your prayers will certainly become devoted to my lotus feet. That's why I want to hear you. So. <laughs> Since you are the recipient of my Lord's mercy, there's not a trace of fault in you. One who worships Lord Chaitanya is my life and soul. I protect such a person forever. I am never pleased with one who sings my glories and worships me but does not worship Lord Chaitanya. Such a person suffers birth after birth. After speaking in this way, the Lord happily embraced Madhai, who thus became free from all distress. I think that's the end. No. Grabbing the Lord's lotus feet, Madhai again spoke, O Lord, I have one more appeal. O Lord, you reside in the hearts of all living entities, and I have committed violence against many of them. So, so now violence against Nichinandas. <laughs> I do not know everyone I have hurt. If, if I knew them, I could beg their forgiveness. How will I get the blessings of all those whom I have offended? Or Lord, if you are kind to me, then please instruct me in this regard. Because they were such big criminals and they did so much violence. Now he doesn't know. Who was it? I mean, he's been forgiven. But still, he's thinking, no, I, I have to go to them. The Lord said, listen, as I tell you the means. Instruct a bathing god on the bank of the Ganges. When people happily take bath in the Ganges, they will all bless you. Serving the Ganges will counteract your offenses. What could be more fortunate for you than this? Humbly offer your obeisances to everyone, then all your offenses will be forgiven. Receiving the Lord's instructions, Madhai then circumambulated the Lord and departed. Tears flowed from his eyes as he chanted the name of Krishna. Everyone watched as he built a rock on the bank of the Ganges. People were greatly astonished in seeing this. Madhai then offered obeisances to everyone. Please bless me and forgive me for the offenses that I knowingly and unknowingly committed. See Madhai cry. Everyone began to cry in ecstasy as they remembered Govinda. Everyone heard Nimai Pandit transform Jagai and Madhai into exalted personalities. Hearing this, everyone was astonished and said, Nimai Pandit is not a human being. Sinful people blaspheme him without understanding. Nimai Pandit is engaged in real glorification of the Lord. Because at this time he was still considered sort of a neighborhood disturbance and liable to bring down government punishment on everybody. And so, you know, thinking like this. So now their minds are changing, seeing this behavior of Jagannatha. So they're saying, one who can rectify the mentality of these two 
must be either the Supreme Lord or empowered by the Supreme Lord. Nimai Pandit is not a mortal being. Prakrita Manusha. Now his glories have become manifest. The people of Nadia discussed in this way and thereafter avoided the company of those who blasphemed the Lord. Madhai performed most severe austerities and soon became known there as Brahmacharya. He constantly saw the Ganges while living at that ghat on the riverbank. He took a shovel in his hand and personally worked there. Even today, everyone proclaims Madhai's ghat as the evidence of Lord Chaitanya's mercy. In this way, the two became greatly glorified as the two robes who were delivered by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. And we're coming to the conclusion. The topics of Madhya Khanda, wherein the deliverance of the two great atheists is described, are just like nectar. Lord Gora Chandra is the cause of all causes. One only cheater becomes distressed on hearing this. The topics of Lord Chaitanya are the hidden treasure of the four Vedas. That's nice, huh? Chari Veda Gupta Dhan. It's almost Sanskrit. <laughs> right? This kind of Bengali. <coughs> Listen attentively to how and where the Lord performed his pastimes, accepting Sri Chaitanya and Nityananda Prabhu with my life and soul, Ivan Bhavandas, seeing the glories of their lotus feet. So that's that's the kind of conclusion of this uh, this, uh, this pastime. It's just interesting to me the, the continuing attitude of, 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 of uh, especially Matai here uh, and, and how he uh, how his love for the Lord manifests itself. Who are Jagai and Madai? Jai, Vijay. In Satyuga, they came as Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyakashipu. In Treta Yuga, they came as. Ravan and Kumbhakarna. And then in Dwaparjug, they came as Shishupal and Dantavakra. So you can well imagine what kind of characters <laughs> <laughs> they were. I mean, before that describes what they used to do. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. really terrible. I mean, I'm going to go back and read it. <laughs> and who is Vrindavandas Thakur? Vasudev. Chaitanya Lilara Bash, Vrindavandas. But he is always saying, Vyasudev later will describe these things in further detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means. Uh, these glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda will continue. Yeah. Uh, we go for 10 minutes last week. Huh? We go for 10, 10 minutes. Yeah. I speak 10. Okay, go ahead. Speak 10. Yeah. 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 So that will have to be kind of okay. interesting. Yeah. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to be very naughty. 
like I told you about some of his activities, like just as a little child. You know what he used to do as a little boy? He used to go to the bank of the Ganges. At that time he was actually supposed to be in school. Those schools in India those days used to be just a small little setup. The teacher used to teach and a handful of boys used to study. And they are called gurus. You can say that is guru cool. And in common Bengali that's called Patshala. Pat means study and Shala means house. The house of study or school. So when he was supposed to be in school, he used to bunk his classes with his friends, go to the bank of the Ganges and used to do all kinds of silly things. Like in, in India, people, those who lived on the bank of the rivers, they would generally take come and take bath in the river. And there used to be separate ghat, uh, staircase leading to the river for men and women. Close to each other but separate. Women used to go into one area, men used to go into another area. And they would naturally uh, keep their dry clothes for changing on the, uh, on the land, on the bank of the river. And then they would go take bath and come out and change their clothes. So men used to be in one area, women used to be in another area. So they used to have their clothes in their respective ghats. And Nima would go and change their clothes. <laughs> he would take the men's clothes clothes to the women's ghat and women's clothes to men's ghat. And they would come out of the river after taking the bath and they would see their clothes are gone. And they can't change their clothes because... And then on the bank of the Ganges, young girls used to worship Lord Shiva. Actually, in order to get a good husband, the girls used to worship Lord Shiva with flowers and fruits for offering. So they, while they used to do their offering and worship to Lord Shiva, <coughs> Nimai would go there and say, who are you worshipping? The one who you are worshipping, he's actually my servant. <laughs> and his wife, Durga, is my maid servant. So don't, there is no need to worship them. Just worship me or give me all those offerings <laughs> that you have fruits and sweets and flowers. And they would, the girls would become very, very worried. I said, Nimai, what are you doing? What are you saying? One doesn't speak like that. Nimai would say, look, I'm dead serious. <laughs> what I'm saying 
is the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> and <clears throat> if you don't give me these offerings, then you know what is going to happen to you. You will get a husband who is over 70 years old. <laughs> and not only that, you'll have three co-wives. <laughs> and he would go on speaking like that, like what kind of a character they'll get for their husband. But if you give me those offerings, then he'll be handsome as uh, Cupid or Kartikeya. Uh, he'll be so qualified. He'll be so noble. He'll hail from such an exalted family. And the girls uh, being uh, afraid of Nimai's statement, they would offer all the offerings to me. <laughs> but then <clears throat> they would go and complain to Sachimata. Look, this is how Nima is behaving. And the men would go and report to Jagannath Mishra. Look, this is what Nima is doing. So Jagannath Mishra would be very, very upset. And he said that this boy, everyone is complaining so much about him. So he would, he would say that, well, today when he, I'll get him and I'll beat him up. But then those people, those who came to complain, they said, no, no, don't beat him. <laughs> Actually, he's a child, and when he does things like that, to tell you frankly, we like it. We feel happy that he does things like that. I don't know why we came and complained to you. We didn't actually want to complain to you. <laughs> and, but Jagannath Mishra was still very, very upset. With a stick in his hand, he would just go searching for Nimai. And then he would... Oh, another thing that Nima used to, they complained, what Nima used to do, like well, while they were on the river, half submerged in the water, chanting the Gayatri, Nima would come and grab them by their feet and drag them underwater. <laughs> and people would scream, and others would think that maybe a crocodile has come <laughs> and took them underwater. <clears throat> so, uh, this is how Nima used to have his fun. Sometimes, uh, they, while they were chanting Gayatri, he would take water in his mouth and uh, spit it on them. <laughs> like this, they would, he would just throw the water on there, spit out the water on them, and tell them, <laughs> with their closed eyes, they were meditating. <laughs> who are you meditating? <laughs> Look, the one who you're meditating is standing in front of you. Why are you closed eyes thinking of him? Look at him. <laughs> so this is how Nimai would, would act. And they would go and complain to Mother, uh, complain to Jagannath Mishra. So this time Jagannath Mishra, with a stick in his hand, is going searching for Nimai. Then he would see that Nimai coming back and he would say, as if he is just coming back from school. Uh, his, <clears throat> his body is completely dry, his hair doesn't have any uh, indication that he had, a, he had gone into water. Uh, and rather, uh, there is some uh, mark of ink on his, in his hand <laughs> and even on his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> 
So seeing him like that, he would be a little surprised. But still he would ask, Nimai, what did you do? People are complaining to you, complaining to me about you. So come, I am going to chastise you really heavy today. Nimai would say, who complained? <laughs> and his father would say what he had done and what they have complained about. So I don't know why these people speak like that. <laughs> like, look at me, I'm coming from school. Why didn't you go and ask my teacher whether I was in the class or not? Uh, he is complaining that I went and Jagannath Mishra would be completely baffled thinking, that's true, he looks like he's coming from the school. And he began to wonder, like why these people are unnecessarily complaining about my son to me? And in this way, uh, Nimai used to play his childhood pastimes. Uh, and what is the purpose of the Lord's pastimes? Uh, to submerge his devotees in a pool of ecstasy. Those who were complaining, they were enjoying. <coughs> and uh, Jagannath Mishra himself, through his bewilderment, he was also enjoying and at the back of my back of his mind he used to wonder who is this boy who has appeared to me who has come to me as my son thank you very much <laughs> uh, <laughs> well maybe you can help me out because um, you know these has done much better than I can remember them. Uh, so maybe you can, you can. Lord Chaitanya had a very special relationship with Murari Gupta. They, they were classmates together. But Murari Gupta was a physician, or uh, wasn't a Brahmana exactly, right? So, yeah, he's a Vaidya. Vaidya, yes, he was a Vaidya. But he had a very special relationship with him because I, I do know that, that when Lord Chaitanya started to actually manifest himself as the Lord, one of the first times he revealed himself to was Murari Gupta, where he came running into the room going, uh, Sukhar, Sukhar, bore, bore, right? And then suddenly, and in the room there was a very nice like pot, and suddenly he took the form of a, of, of a, of a Varaha, with a pot on this thing, right? And that was to Murari Gupta. Yeah. So, I, so I, I would, maybe you can tell a little bit about this, this relationship between Mahaprabhu and Murari Gupta. Yeah, <clears throat> Murari Gupta is actually Hanuman in Ramchandra's past. Yeah. And uh, he was much older than him, as you were. But how come they were in the same school then, at the same time? No, he was not. Uh, well, uh, if they had been, because that was because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so smart he was ahead of that he was kind of promoted to higher classes. Yeah, it says, it says here that, that when he was 11 years old, hmm. he began to take students himself. Right, yeah. yeah. So even while he's still a student, he has his own students? Is yeah, work? yeah, right, uh -huh. right. And <laughs> with Murari Gupta, he had a very, very... Unusual relationship. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. yeah. Murari Gupta was originally, he was an impersonalist. Oh. He was an impersonalist. Uh, 
and so and he used to walk with his friends speaking about you know yoga vashishta mm -hmm. like the scripture for the impersonalist so to say and Nimai used to follow them with his friends <laughs> imitating yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was teasing him right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was a little boy at, I mean he's little, the yeah, he's little boy he's always making fun of and making fun of yeah. Murari Gupta but Murari Gupta was older so Murari Gupta was older and Murari Gupta was very very upset like he would turn around I mean he would hear the boys are laughing loudly he would turn around and he would see how Mahachet Nimai is imitating his activities, you know, <laughs> throwing his hand at <laughs> So, so that's how Murari Gupta and he used to chastise Nimai. Nimai was so naughty. He used to some, use some heavy words and speak to him like that. And he said, I'll go and complain to your father. So he said, well, before you go to complain to my father, I will come and speak to you. I'll come and see you. <laughs> and anyway, this is how, mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah. And yes, Murari Gupta Mahaprabhu had a very sweet relationship with Murari Gupta and yeah, to Murari Gupta he actually showed his uh, identity as the Supreme Personality mm -hmm. of God, God had revealing his Varaha Rupa. Yeah, that's funny that because, because it was Hanuman, you think the first thing he'd show him was Ram yeah, Chandra, right, but instead yeah. he shows him this. Yeah. yeah. But then, then I think he showed him another form that... that uh, I think, yeah, he showed his, uh, say him, his form. No, he used him as Garuda, climbed, right, to, yeah. climbed onto his back yes. and he was calling him Garuda. <laughs> yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, he had a very, very wonderful relationship with Murari. I don't feel slight. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that actually reminds me of Mahaprabhu's Mahaprakash. Yeah. The Mahaprakash Leela is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealing his identity as the Supreme Personality yeah, of God. I mean, this, is, this is very interesting to me because, because on the one hand, he, he kept it hidden. He wanted to be known as a, as, as a devotee, but nevertheless, at a certain point, he did reveal himself. Yeah. himself. Right. yeah. After yeah. he came back from being initiated by right. Ishwarapuri yeah. and Gaya. Right. Yeah, after he started his Sankirtan movement. Yeah, he was a different person, different right? Person. Nobody could believe it was the same yeah. guy when <laughs> he came back. So, one day, 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Adita Acharya's house. And at that time, Adita Acharya was worshipping his deities. So Mahaprabhu came in there. The door was closed actually. He opened the door. And he told Adita Acharya, Adita, look at him who you are worshipping. He is standing in front of you. And saying that, he kept aside the deity and the shilas and he sat on the Not only who you are worshipping, who you are calling for. Who you are calling for. Yeah, yeah. who you are calling for. Now, yeah. now it's sitting down here, right? Yeah. And then he revealed his identity, which is known as Mahaprakash Leela. And then he allowed the devotees to bring water from the Ganges. What's the, what's the Bengali word for so many hours? And so, uh, there's a number. Yeah, it went on for 48 hours. Yeah, but there, what's, what's the, there's a Bengali term? Prahar, Ashtaprahar. Huh? Ashtaprahar. Naming uh, unit of time, I, I, anyway, I don't remember. Yeah, it was Prahar. You know, well, eight prahar makes a day. Yeah, yeah. Three hours to yeah. a prahar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this pastime so went on for one, yeah, for two days. Two days. Two days, yeah. yeah. And, <clears throat> uh, yeah. And you wanted to say something? No, no. Okay. And then um, Mahaprabhu allowed devotees to bathe him. They brought, they bought hundreds of pots of water and bathed him. Then after drying him, they dressed him with new clothes, decorated his body with marks of chandan and flowers, flower garlands. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu allowed them to worship and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started to tell them about various things that had happened. And he started to, he told Gangadas Pandit, Gangadas, do you remember that the Muslims were coming to convert you and your whole family? You got the news and you ran away from home. It was already night and you came to the bank of the Ganges. But when you came to the bank of the Ganges to your utter disappointment, you saw that there was no boat and you started to cry, calling out to the Lord. Because naturally they would come and when they would wouldn't find him in the house, then they would come to the bank of the Ganges and he will be caught. And at that time, <clears throat> all of a sudden you spotted a boat in the middle of the river and you called that boatman, please come and take us across the river. Do you know who that boatman was? Mahaprabhu asked him, do you know who that boatman was? Indicating 
that it was he who actually took him across. And this actually happened long before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. Then he told Haridas Thakur, Haridas, do you remember the Muslim Nawab arrested you and asked you not to practice the culture of the Hindus? And at that time you told him that, look, so many Hindus are becoming Muslim. So if one Muslim becomes a Hindu, what's the big loss? <laughs> and, but the Nawab actually appealed to you or reasoned with you that this birth as a Muslim is a very exalted birth. So uh, take advantage of that. Uh, why are you squandering this opportunity? And then you told the Nawab that, look, no matter how much I try, I can't give up chanting the name of the Lord. I can't give up chanting the name of the Lord. Even if my body is cut to pieces, even if my life here leaves my body, still I will not be able to stop chanting. Then the Nawab said, okay, if, let us see how true your word is. And he called the Jallads. Jallad means the executioners, those who kill people. They, they learn the art of killing people in various ways. So he called the Jallads and told them to take him to 22 marketplaces and beat him to death. And he said that the way we want to demonstrate that, we want to demonstrate that because we want to show everyone what is the consequence uh, when a Muslim uh, converts into Hinduism. So they took Chaitanya Haridas Thakur <coughs> and started to beat him up. They are beating him up so mercilessly that people are falling at their feet and telling them that please let him go. We'll give you money, we'll give you everything. Please let him go. But still they didn't stop. The kind of beating that would kill anybody in the first marketplace. They could not do anything to me. Haridas Thakur. Yeah, he would Although, die, right. yeah, he just continued to chant the holy name as if nothing is happening to him. I, I think I remember it said that he actually didn't feel any pain because he was so absorbed. Yeah, yeah. I was coming to. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he was beating. They were beating him so bad, and nothing was happening to him. He was simply chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. He was continuously chanting the holy name of the Lord and they were beating uh, like uh, they were beating in such a way that you couldn't even breathe. You see when you're beaten then you gasp. Mm -hmm. 
before you could let out, let that out, there would be another beating. This is how mercilessly four or five of them were beating him. But Haridas Thakur was totally unaffected and he just kept on chanting the holy name. And then these Jallads became afraid. They could understand that he must be a very, very exalted personality. So they fell at his feet. He said, they said that, look, I can, we can recognize that you are a very exalted personality. And we are sorry that we offended you like this. But what to do? We have been ordered by the king. Now, if we go back without finishing you, then the king is going to kill us. The Nawab is going to kill us. So please do something about it. So Haridas Thakur said, well, fine. If you want me to die, I will die. So he just laid on the ground and there was no sign of life in his body. So they thought they'll, now they'll carry the body to Nawab, the king, Muslim king. So they tried to lift the body. They could lift. They were such powerful, strong people. But so many of them couldn't. They called other people also to help. So many, 20, 30 people tried to lift his body, still couldn't. Uh, as if the entire weight of the universe has come onto his body. So then <clears throat> they kept on crying. Oh, we can't carry you. So what, what, what will tell the Nawab? And then Haridas Thakur's body became light and they could easily carry it uh, to Nawab. So seeing that this person is dead, Nawab said, okay, he should not get the touch of the earth. Because according to Muslim understanding, the burial is the sign of salvation. And he should not be given the opportunity for salvation. Throw him in the river. Which river? Ganges. And Haridas Thakur's body went floating and came to Santipur near Adhitacharya's house and he started to loudly chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. was very worried. They got the news that Haridas has been arrested and uh, he has been uh, taken out to be beaten in 22 marketplace till death. And so they were very worried. But when they came, heard Haridas Thakur's voice, they came out running. Adhita Acharya embraced Haridas Thakur's This also happened long before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu yeah. is narrating and told Haridas, Haridas, do you remember? And then he actually showed his back with the marks of the witch. Oh, yeah, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, yeah. I took the, yeah. Then he told him that, you know, when they were beating me, beating you, I took all the beating. At that time, I was ready to call my Sudarshan Chakra and wipe them out. But I didn't do it because you are wishing them well. You are praying. 
to me to forgive them. In this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started to speak about different devotees' happenings in their lives and reminding them in their uh, course of life, they had some very, very unusual experiences. So this is before and he appeared. This is, these he, are all incidents had that happened before. <laughs> right, yeah. <clears throat> and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told everyone, that go and get Sridhar. Sridhar was a very poor person. He used to maintain himself just by selling banana leaves and uh, bananas, uh, banana uh, flowers and so forth. Like, you know, he used to have, grow some bananas. They had some bananas, a small piece of land probably he had. And he used to have these banana trees. And just by selling the banana leaves, banana fruits and banana flowers, and even banana trunks. Like in banana trees, one thing, everything can be used. Even the leaves are used for, for eating prasad. And it is said that, you know, what is the most pure thing? The most pure uh, thing from, for eating from <coughs> is gold. And next to gold is banana leaf. Then silver. So this is how uh, exalted banana leaf is. So anyway, Sridhar used to maintain himself by uh, whatever used to grow in his little garden. Banana, thor, mocha, Mocha means banana flower. Thor means the banana skins, banana leaves. And sometimes he would also grow some pumpkins, lau. And so he would bring it to the market and sell. Like in India, there is a kind of custom. I think, I mean, this custom must have been going on since a long time. And it's quite prevalent still today. And that's the culture of bargaining. <laughs> that the shopkeeper tells you one price and you name another price. And this way, uh, a loving exchange goes between the buyers. <laughs> so, but Sridhar was a man of one word. He would say, <clears throat> if you say uh, one paisa, it meant one paisa, not even one third of a paisa. He was a man of one word. And what Sridhar used to do, like whatever he used to earn, whatever little he used to earn, he used to uh, use half of that earning to worship Ganga. And half he used to use for his. He was name. like really poor. And Very poor. Yeah, but he, still did he used he to have a cup. He had, he had a that cup. was, you know, not a cup, a pot, a iron pot. pot. An iron pot. Uh, and Mahaprabhu, after def, uh, subduing Chatkazi, he actually came and drank from that pot. Actually, that pot is considered to be, you know, dirty. not clean, dirty. Yeah. 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 Iron but you know, because it was Shridhar's, mm -hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considered that that is the most 
pure of all things. And <clears throat> so then uh, he came and uh, he just gave, uh, yeah, uh, uh, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started to tell him, Sridhar, do you remember uh, when as a little child uh, I used to come to your... Okay, actually this is the background I was giving. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told everyone to bring Sridhar. So they went to Sridhar's house and practically carried him back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he started to tell Sridhar about all the things that he used to do to him. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to uh, uh, go to Sridhar and say, he used to bargain in the market. Sridhar would say, this Lauki will cost two paisa. He would say, not more than one paisa. And he said, look, don't waste my time. I am a man of one word. Whatever I have said, either you pay or get lost. And he said, oh, so you don't want to take any price? Okay, I'm taking it. So, uh, so he would pick up that, uh, that pumpkin. And then Sridhar would hold the pumpkin and try to pull. And this way, both of them would start pulling. Uh, and in this way, in his childhood, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to have his loving exchange with Sridhar. And he used to tell, look, I know you are so rich, you have so much wealth, but you pretend as if you are a poor man, but you can't fool me. I know the amount of wealth you have. And Sridhar would say, look, say whatever you want to say, everybody knows my condition, and I am happy the way I am. And <clears throat> so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reminded Sridhar, Sridhar, do you remember? And he says, Sridhar, look at me. See the one who, had, who is to deal with you like that. Now ask for any boon that you want. Ask for anything that you want. Then Sridhar, with tears in his eyes, prayed, My Lord, let that little boy who is to do all these things like forcibly take away my pumpkins from, my, from me, uh, do all these things. Uh, let him be the, let him eternally reside in my heart so that uh, I can become his eternal servant. So this is how through this Mahaprakash Leela, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exchanged his most wonderful loving exchanges with him. Yeah, so it's Mahaprakash and then also Shatra Prahari Bhava. Shatra Bhava, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, that's what you asked. Yeah, yeah. Shatra Prahari. Yeah. yeah. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Prahari is like that means hour, tw like 20 hour, 21 hour. Yeah, it yeah. says 21 hours. Kirtan. Yeah. yeah. When he was doing this. Mm. So now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this. Get you to talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> There's one thing I wanted to ask you. If you can, I was always curious about this relationship between Advaita Acharya 
and, and Haridas Thakur. Now, how does it come about that there's this close relationship between a, you know, a very highly elevated and scholarly Brahmana and, and a Muslim? A Darvesh, maybe, or, you know? A, Not even a Darvesh, yeah. he, was, he was a Vaishnava. I mean, they recognized yeah, but, yeah, but him. Yeah, but when? Yeah. yeah. But how does a Muslim become, when did that happen? Or how did he become a, 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 a Vaishnava, Haridas Thakur? Haridas Thakur. Did they say anything? There so is, the scholars I mean, think that he was a Sufi of some kind, you know, as a Muslim, and then got into Vaishnavism somehow. I see. Well, <clears throat> because sometimes, sometimes Muslims say that the Sufis who don't like the Sufis, the Muslims who don't like the Sufis say it's, They've been influenced by Hinduism. Yeah. <laughs> but the Sufis are generally impersonalists. Yeah, generally. They are not Vaishnavas. So, but, I mean, well, Haridas Thakur is Lord Brahma. Yeah, well, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, actually, I also didn't come across what made Haridas Thakur become a Vaishnava. That there's no description. But, 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 but people are like offended, you know, like, like at the time when, 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 when Paridas Thakur spoke uh, 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 with a... Govardhan? Yeah. Raghunadaj Goswami. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. The Bra especially the Brahmins. The Brahmins got very offended very, when he was yeah, telling very them envious that he was saying that, that, that a Muslim Abasa yeah. gives liberation. And they yeah. what? You know, Not only liberation, his statement was that the amount of one name of the Lord, the amount of sin that one name of the Lord can eradicate, no one has the ability to commit that, kind, that much sin. Ak Krishna Name Jato Pap Hare Kono Papir Shadhunai Tato Pampari. No sinner has the ability to commit that, that much sin that one holy name of the Lord can eradicate. So, uh, <coughs> yeah, actually, uh, he was uh, invited by. Uh, their priest, actually, uh, uh, Raghunath Das Goswami's family priest. Yeah, what's his name? Um, yeah. I'm trying. Uh, anyway, sometimes, you know, it, when it doesn't come straight. Happens in your life. And so he was invited. He heard that he invited. He was a Brahmana. But he invited Haridas Thakur because uh, exalted Brahmanas, Vaishnavas, those who are actually Vaishnava, they recognize one according to his Vaishnava mm -hmm. quality, not, not according to yeah. the birth. And so that is the time when Raghunath Das Goswami actually got to know, yeah. became attracted to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So obviously this happened after Mahaprabhu started to mm -hmm. spread the holy name. And Haridas Raghunath Das Goswami became attracted to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and obviously he had been attracted by Haridas Thakur also very much and then Haridas Thakur as you told he mentioned uh, he was speaking about the glory of the holy name and in course he mentioned about that Nam Abhash yeah oh, yeah right actually the, the, the what he actually quoted was 
কোটি জন্মে ব্রহ্ম জ্ঞানে যেই মুক্তি নয় শুধুমাত্র নামাভাসে সেই মুক্তি হয় দ্য লিবারেশন দ্যাট ওয়ান ক্যানট অ্যাচিভ আফটার মিলিয়ন্স অফ লাইফ টাইমস অফ ব্রহ্মণ রিয়ালাইজেশন জাস্ট বাই দ্য ক্লিয়ারিং স্টেজ অফ চ্যান্টিং ইন দ্য শ্যাডো নামাভাস ইন নামাভাস ওয়ান বিকামস অ্যাচিভস দ্যাট লিবারেশন so this brahmana <coughs> he contested that he said that if that is true he was first of all he was very envious yeah, right. he was an employee of hiranagopal he was in raghunandan's uh, family and he got fired and he got fired <laughs> yeah he got fired because of that because of his uh, uh, behavior with haridas thakur so then he <coughs> at that time said that if that is true then my nose will fall off Yeah. that's the way of saying you know mm-hmm. that uh, if that is true or a nose will fall off i'll cut off my nose and mm-hmm. things like that you know so convinced mm-hmm. that that cannot be true and within 3 days he developed leprosy mm-hmm. and literally his nose fell off <laughs> like and <clears throat> yeah so this is how uh, haridas thakur actually was recognized by exalted devotees yeah. as you are saying one thing one very wonderful incident actually happened in this relationship in re- this relation haridas uh, uh, adwaita acharya's father shraddha patra you see at the time of shraddha mm-hmm. the most exalted personality is offered the main uh, offering Uh, as a indication you know like for for the spiritual benefit of the departed soul mm-hmm. and adwaita uh, acharya offered that plate mm-hmm. to haridas thakur mm-hmm. and the brahmanas there became very very upset you know like this regarding all of them <laughs> like they thought that they are the most exalted personalities and so forth and he offers it to a muslim i mean in according to their understanding so they became so upset that they kind of ostracized adwaita acharya from their community adwaita acharya couldn't care less <laughs> but they found a strange thing happened that the fire disappeared from their house because the brahmanas generally have to do sacrifice and things so they have a fire continuously burning in the house those days probably the matchsticks were not so readily available <laughs> so they used to have a ready made fire constantly burning and that fire disappeared not only from one brahmana's house all the house from the entire village of see brahmanas used to live in one area themselves like and uh, there used to be an apartheid system in india also <laughs> there used to be an apartheid system <laughs> like the brahmanas one area yeah. and kshatriyas another vaishyas and different areas for different communities so from the brahmana thing brahmana area fire disappeared and they saw strange uh, things like even if if they got the fire from other village they were carrying fire from the other villages jai shri shri radha giridhari ki jai shri gonitai ki they carrying the fire from other villages 
But as it came to the precinct of this village, it went out, went out. And so they were completely baffled, like, and then they realized that it is due to their offense to Adita Chai. So they went and fell at his feet and asked him to forgive them. And Adita Acharya said, look, this offense is not... Uh, uh, and he actually made a very nice statement there. The Brahmanas, the real Brahmanas are considered to be so... I mean, considered to have the ability to light fire by chanting mantra. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, it is said that the Brahmanas have fire in their mouth. Mm -hmm. So, so he said, look, you all are Brahmanas, you should have fire in your mouth. <laughs> so why are you having any problem with fire? <laughs> like, so why did you come to me begging forgiveness? And then he pointed out that offense was not to me, offense was to this Vaishnava. And he made them beg forgiveness from Haridas Thakur. And then they went home and found the fire and <laughs> came back. <laughs> Such Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur Ki. Should we invite some questions? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Any question? Yes. <laughs> Give the mic to Mother Sudhana. <clears throat> So what's the question? Well, um, what do we learn? I mean, we accept whatever, um, you know, we are not born so great. Oh, I and, see. But humility that we learn from Haridas well, it's up to individuals. Some would say, for example, Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami also did not go to Jagannath Temple. Uh, Sanatana Goswami was so humble that not even what to speak of Jagannath Temple by the... He didn't even go by Jagannath Temple's uh, main road of Jagannath Temple. Because he was concerned that if the Brahmanas the, the pujaris of Lord Jagannath even stepped onto his shadow, then they would become contaminated. Therefore, he took the road, I mean, walked through the uh, ocean, I mean, on to, through the beach. And in summer, it becomes so hot, the sand becomes so hot that he got blisters in his feet. And Mahaprabhu chastised him for that. So this is, the, this is the way these exalted devotees displayed their humble disposition. But at the same time, sometimes devotees want to go in there and... But I would say Jagannath appeared to Iskon. 
Like, what's the first deity that appeared to his, his God in the West? Lord Jagannath. And in San Francisco, Prabhupada actually got from the small uh, Jagannath deities that some of our devotees got for Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> so, uh, Prabhupada asked Shamshundar Prabhu to carve uh, the identical forms and big forms of Lord Jagannath. And they were in installed in the temple there. Or temple means in the storefront that was our temple there. Then one day Prabhupada came one afternoon and he saw Jagannath is missing. So he asked what happened, where is Jagannath? Actually he was a little annoyed. And they were, he was told that the devotees have taken Jagannath to the Golden Gate Park. So Prabhupada went to Golden Gate Park and he found that the devotees are chanting and dancing around Lord Jagannath and other uh, young boys and girls also joined. So seeing that Prabhupada was so pleased and Prabhupada told them that you can take Jagannath out of the temple but not whimsically like this. There is a way to take him out of the temple. And that's how the Ratajatra started. And now look at, I mean, we have, I, th I think we have more than 200 Ratajatras in Iskandar today, in a year, worldwide. So even if you don't go, even if you are not allowed to go into Jagannath temple, it's not much of a loss. We didn't go to, we don't need to go to Jagannath since Jagannath has come to Iskon himself. And Prabhupada actually, Prabhupada mentioned that Jagannath would leave the temple and come to our temple. And probably that's what is happening already. And Jagannath is in Iskon and he is being worshipped not only in one temple in Jagannath Puri but hundreds of temples around Iskon. So personally I feel even if we don't go into the temple, it's not much of a loss. <laughs> yes? I had to be momentarily distracted, so if I'm asking something you mentioned already, please forgive me. But I read somewhere, and I'm sorry I don't have the reference, that Jilamaridasakura was actually born into a Brahmin family and was orphaned and was raised by Muslims. That some caste brahmanas uh, make such claim. But our authority is our acharyas. Our authority is Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat. And there it is clearly indicated that Haridas Thakur appeared in a Muslim family. And not only that, we even get the descriptions in the scriptures that how after offending Krishna in Vrindavan, Brahma felt such remorse that although Krishna assured him that there was no offense, but Brahma actually took it upon himself to purify himself from the offense and he performed austerities and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared to him and he requested that he could also take part in his pastime. Really, I didn't know the story. Yeah. Yeah. Navati Mahati. Uh, 
<coughs> and Mahaprabhu approved of that, granted that, and then Brahma requested him that, look, due to my exalted birth, I become so puffed up, I become so proud that I even commit offense at your lotus feet. It's because of my exalted birth as Brahma, exalted position as Brahma. But in these pastimes of yours, allow me to be born in a very, very low class family so that I can be devoid of this pride and be able to surrender myself properly to you. So here also there is a description drawn from you know, Krishna's pastimes why Brahma actually appeared in a Muslim family. But these caste Brahmanas, they have their way of saying, oh, he must have been a Brahmana. They don't accept that somebody can be born in any family but acquire the qualities of Brahmana and thus become a Brahmana. Their claim is that to be a Brahmana, you have to be born in a Brahmana family. And these are uh, these people, those who have this mundane consideration of their caste system. Like doing PR for Putting a spin. Big pardon? Doing a PR spin for Haridvastapur. More for themselves. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> More for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hare Krishna. There's a... Uh, yeah. Vikashananda. And then... Okay, since the mic is there, give it to Suman. It was mentioned in uh, earlier sessions that to approach uh, Brother Krishna in Vrindavan, we have to approach uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the mood of servitorship. Um, but then when we hear these pastimes um, uh, from uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Chaitanya, um, it seems that Lord Chaitanya had other types of relationships with uh, the devotees as well, this sort of servitorship, like friendship, parental relationships. So are those types of relationships also available to those who are practicing sort of in Islam and sort of ordinary sort of sadhadas, can they develop those types of uh, relationships also? You see, uh, first consideration is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came as a devotee. Meaning Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not come as an exalted uh, Supreme Personality of Godhead himself. Like Krishna's Vrindavan pastime, still he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a devotee all the way, right? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is playing the pastimes of a, uh, of a Brahmana boy of, or, a, uh, or a Brahmana devotee of the Lord. And in the, this way, first of all, in his pastimes, since it's a human-like pastimes, these relationships are there. All the human relationships are there. During his... Uh, Prakot Leela, during his manifest pastime. But after that, uh, there is no consideration of becoming friend or uh, parental relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The relationship is only with Dasya. Like, because he is the, he's the spiritual master. 
the relationship between spiritual master and disciple is in the mellow of Sarvitashya. Dasya. There can be some friendship if Mahaprabhu wants to offer that, that's a different thing. But the point here is, there's two considerations. Mahaprabhu's Prakat Leela and Aprakat Leela. We are in the Aprakat Leela. Prakat Leela, they, they, had, they had been father, mother, uh, relatives, friends and so forth. But not in Aprakat Leela. Vikashananda? Guru Maharaj, uh, you mentioned Mahaprabhu revealed his identity to some of the great personalities. So I was wondering whether Mahaprabhu revealed his identity to his father Jagannath Krishna and Mother Shachimata, or are we to understand that yesterday as we heard that we have the well, the parental, the Vatsalya, and so because they are serving in that, they wouldn't care, you know, as you mentioned. So I'm trying to understand that. Yes, yes, it happened but not fully manifest way. Like sometimes uh, when he was a baby on bed, right? I mean, kind of little baby lying on bed. Sometimes Jagannath Mishra and Sachimata would hear the sound of ankle bells coming from the room. And they would wonder, what? why is that sound of ankle bell? And when they would go to the room, they would, find, they would find the footprints on the floor. While he is just a little baby, can't get out of the bed. <laughs> and they would wonder whether it is the deity who came out of the altar and <laughs> walking around. Although, you know, they would some come so close to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's identity as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But because of their parental relationships, they would not really fully recognize that. So, okay, now Ravindra Sarupravu, you answer the next one. Uh, okay, Krishna Kantan. You see, the Lord's pastime is very much like a drama on a stage. Like he is enacting that, he is acting that for certain purpose. Now just as drama actually has two objectives, good drama has two objectives. One is entertainment and the other is education. 
So similarly, the pastimes of the Lord are like uh, drama in order to teach us something and also to entertain us. Iti Driksha Lilabhir Ananda Kunde Shabhoshan Nimajanta. Through his pastimes, what the Lord does is he drowns his devotees in a pool of ecstasy. So this is how he acts. He teaches them something and he also uh, entertains them, you know, like not ordinary entertainment. I mean, literally drowning them in an ocean of ecstasy. So that is how we have to take, uh, like when we watch a movie or watch a drama on a stage, do you consider why did he do that? Why did he not do that? Right? Because we know that, uh, like, I mean, it is up to the director or the screenplay writer, you know, who plays, who makes the presentation. Like sometimes we may think that why did uh, the hero got beaten up like that? Right? Uh, but the thing is, come to think of it, by showing that the hero is get, getting beaten up, it creates some uh, emotions in us which is very much needed uh, to, to, uh, to uh, create that or uh, fulfill the objective of the drama. In, in this case, I also wanted to make a point, right? Because when Sanatana Goswami decided to commit suicide, because he didn't want this touching the body. Mahaprabhu insisted on embracing him anyway. Yeah. So he was, so then the lesson was, you can't, your body doesn't belong to you, it right. belongs to me. Yeah. <laughs> that right. was another point. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. And the point I was trying to make is that we may see that Sanatan Goswami has got ulcer. Like say, for example, look at, uh, consider you're watching a drama. The actor appears to have, you know, uh, ulcer in his body, but it's all doing of the makeup man. <laughs> so similarly, in his pastimes, it's all the arrangement of Jogomaya. Like he's appearing to be like that. And another thing is, of course, that just but dramas are not that real. Whereas Krishna's pastimes are of absolute truth. Uh, they are absolutely real. Uh, those who are, and in that respect also we can draw a line from the drama. In a drama, a good actor loses himself in the character that he is playing. A good, dra good actor becomes that character. He loses his identity completely. Now similarly in Krishna's pastimes, what to speak of the side actors, even the hero, Krishna himself, loses himself. He forgets that he is God. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He becomes the role that he is playing. So that is... And I guess if he's God, he can forget better than anybody else. Right, yeah. <laughs> Who can do better than him? And as Ravindra Surupro pointed out, that through these, you know, like so many lessons he is teaching us. Like, uh, one lesson that we get to hear, get to know from that, is that Sanatana Goswami decided to uh, kill himself. Uh, 
under the wheels of Lord Jagannath's chariot. And the thing is that when one leaves his body under the wheels of Lord Jagannath's chariot, he goes back to Godhead. So Sanatana Goswami considered that. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us a lesson that when you offer your body to the Lord, it's not your property anymore. It is His property. And you do not have any right to unnecessarily destroy it or illegally destroy it without the permission of the owner. Looks like there are quite a few questions. Okay, Ankit had his hands up since a long time. So, Ankit. that uh, from your, you know, from a description how Madhai got delivered, mm -hmm. he is wondering, yes, but how can a devotee in general, when he commits offense, be free from his offenses, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because in Chaitanya Bhagavad Gita, there are so many instances when uh, the, uh, the offenses that you commit against the Vaishnava, the severity is mentioned in so many different pastimes. Well, um, they generally have instructions. Uh, if we're offended a Vaishnava, uh, we're supposed to go to that person and, and beg for forgiveness. Uh, that, 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 that's something that, that we're supposed to do. Um, So that's that's generally that's generally what what, what should, should be done. But um, maybe that's not possible. Maybe we've committed offense. We don't even know it. There may be different things that we've done. So one, one should one should just be in, 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 a, in a mood always uh, of of trying to honor the devotees and, and, and to, to serve Krishna and serve the Vaishnavas in the right frame of mind uh, according to the verse Trinada all respects to others and do not want any from oneself money now money now that should be our attitude and then I think if there's anything in particular that we need to do uh, that we don't know about or not aware of, I think Krishna will let us know. If we're in the, in the mood of becoming free from offenses 
and trying to learn how to treat devotees correctly, and Krishna sees that in our hearts, I think he'll, he'll direct us in our particular circumstances what we ought to do. So it's not like we're going to screw up on some technicality, because we're dealing with Krishna who will make sure that, that uh, everything is there. But the, the example here of, 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 of Madhai is just that, that, that humility. And, and I was talking before the other day, but the more you can see that, that extreme humility is, is a kind of uh, one of the aspects of his love of Krishna. Uh, and, and so it's not something that's horrible. Uh, and uh, so he always just thinks that, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an offender, I've done these horrible things, but still the Lord is so merciful to me, and so therefore I'm grateful because I've gotten something I really don't deserve. If I got what I deserve, well, you know, I mean, I, I can think of things, horrible things I did to people, you know, starting at the age of five maybe. Before I was a devotee, I mean, I didn't have kind of Krishna consciousness until I was in my 20s, you know, so there's a whole history of crime and people I've offended even before then, so what am I going to do about it? I can't find those people, you know, but anyway, I'm just praying, you know, that, that, uh, that, that Krishna somehow will take care of it for me. That reminds me. But I do feel sorry about it. I mean, you also read huh, that Madhai was asking Nityananda Prabhu, there's so many people I have committed, I, I often did, names, right? I don't even remember where they are, and what yeah. so, and then he said, okay, you build that ghat mm -hmm. and serve everybody, help them to take bath, and by doing that, you will yeah. become free from that offense. So since Serving the Vaishnavas. Yeah, Akdat is the, is the Sankirtan movement. Oh, really. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and it's a bath for everybody. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the real, it's the real purified bath in the Sankirtan movement. So as long as we're doing that, uh, I see kind of, kind of analogy there. As long as we're doing that, then that, that will atone for many, many uh, true. Uh, things that we've done. Because we're also we're doing good for others, uh, and uh, that, that seems to work on the same principle that this has got on the, on the Ganga. Just stay in his corner and serve Srila Prabhupada's lotus feet. Yeah, you don't have to worry about anything else. <laughs> uh, I think we stop now, huh? because there is uh, we are waiting for a skit. Can I call it that, Jadunath? Yeah, no, can I call it a skit? Yeah. Or should we call it drama? I want the drama and I want the drama. Okay. So, please, <coughs> present your show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>